Hey, welcome to TBT's podcast. I'm Dan Friel, and with me, as always, to preview the Northeast Regional this time are Jake Pavorsky and Josh Brown. We're recording this one right after the Midwest Regional, guys, so I don't imagine things are too much different for you than they were about 45 minutes ago when we started. Am I right? Well, I'm so all you, fired up now, Dan. Oh, go ahead, Jake. <laughs> you got to stop giving away the secrets, man. They don't, they don't need to know how we, uh, we make the bread in the mornings, you know? Well, we try to you know, show people what's going on behind the curtain here at TBT as much as we possibly can, and certainly that's the case with the podcast as well. Guys, let's roll right into this Northeast Regional. This one's going to be really interesting. Uh, we don't have as many games there because we obviously did the Big East pod from which Marquette uh, emerged, but nevertheless, there's a lot of really intriguing matchups here. This game, these games kick off on Friday, July 20th, live from LIU Brooklyn. These games will stream on the Watch ESPN app. The 15-18 matchup takes place at 7 p.m., and this is the 15 seed Talladega Knights against the 18 seed the Queens Struggle. The Talladega Knights are entering their third year in TBT, led by GM. Ray Chang. This is a totally new look team for them than it has been the previous two, which we'll discuss in a second. The Queen Struggle really seemed like a very interesting team. This team is led by Charles Del Rosario. Charles did an unbelievable job of getting uh, voter support and fan support to qualify his team into TBT. And I know was looking forward to competing against the hometown, uh, although not the home borough, but the home city. Uh, fans there in Brooklyn. This should be a really interesting matchup. The Talladega Knights this year, uh, Ray Chang has kind of reconfigured how he went about building this team and has reached out to Tony Paris, a basketball coach and trainer out of the Philadelphia area. And Tony has really put together a lot of guys, Jake, that you know from that Philadelphia area. I do. I was actually with Ramon Moore a little bit last night. Um, I'm very excited to see those guys out on the floor again and definitely a different look for, for that team, but also a solid team. You know, Philadelphia-based players are are usually pretty good and they're pretty tough. And these are guys that, you know, run with Tone Paris during the summer. And Ramon has obviously been a fantastic player. One of my favorites at Temple growing up has, has made his money in Australia over the past couple of years, playing for some of the top teams in Melbourne and Adelaide as well. He should be, you know, one of the best players as well. And I, I got to say that, you know, France Massignat is a guy that I've wanted to see in TBT for the past couple of summers. And he played with the, the Drexel team a couple of years back and was awesome. He's playing at a very highly uh, high level over in Germany. I believe he played basketball champions this year. Uh, so he's got some international experience outside of just the German-based uh, you know, professional teams. He's an excellent guard. Can very easily prove himself to be one of the best guards in TBT if the Talladega Knights end up having a pretty deep run in this tournament. I'm excited to see him play, as well as Sammy Givens, who played on the Broad Street team last year, uh, and his brother Shannon. Uh, undersized four-man, five-man, you know, played in Israel, has, has done his work on the low block. You know, guys who who are undersized that can you know make their living playing that down low, uh, you know that means that they're pretty good. So I'm excited to to see those guys out there again and uh, rekindle some uh, some Big Five and some Philadelphia hoops memories. Definitely, and Tony Paris is very close with Jason Thompson, obviously former NBA and I think the longest tenured Sacramento King, if I'm not mistaken, uh, who played this past season in Turkey, uh, could be a late addition for that squad. We'll have to wait and see whether or not uh, he ends up getting added. Uh, nevertheless, though. Um, Josh, this looks like a really interesting matchup. I think Queen Struggle seems to be a little bit outmatched, but they're not lacking for um, guys with uh, TBT experience. Haran Hargrave is a former two-time TBT point guard. Carl Lee has played in TBT before, along with several of these other guys, including Charles Del Rosario himself. Yeah, and they're going to bring kind of a New York flavor. Uh, I always enjoy watching New York players in TBT. They play with a, kind of a certain toughness 
Uh, you know, you look at the guys on this team, Delroy James has been a great example of that. Uh, countless other ones as well. You know, guys who play on the streets of New York, play in pickup leagues in New York. They always, like I said, just kind of bring a toughness. So I don't have a whole lot to add. You know, Jake kind of hit the nail on the head, I thought, with that um, preview right there. But, um, you know, I think Talladega has a little bit of an advantage, like you said, Dan. But with guys like Hargrave and, um, you know, you mentioned Rosario, uh, Ar- Ar- Andre Armstrong, excuse me, I know is a kind of a big name out in New York. So uh, I wouldn't count them out quite yet. All right. That'll be the first matchup on Friday at 7 p.m. live on Watch ESPN, ESPN3. The 16-17 matchup features the Philadelphia Stars, which, again, this is a first-time TBT entrant, but with some familiar names, against the 17th-seeded South Jamaica Kings, South Jamaica being a uh, subset of the Queensboro, uh, where these guys hail from, specifically Cameron uh, Tyler, who's done a great job of organizing this team again. And again, much like Charles uh, Del Rosario, really did a fantastic job of getting the fan support to get these guys into qualifying position for TBT this year. The Philadelphia Stars uh, look like a really interesting team. I think this is going to be a really even matchup between these two squads. Josh, your thoughts on this one? Uh, yeah, Dan, again, another one of those matchups where I think uh, I think people might be overlooking those Friday night games a little bit. You shouldn't at all. South Jamaica Kings, like we said, another one of those just kind of scrappy uh, teams with a lot of guys from New York. So looking forward to watching them as well. The Philadelphia Stars team, kind of a, a new addition to TBT. Looking forward uh, to seeing what they have to offer. You know, Tyrone, the man-child Hill, that's a name that's appeared in TBT circles for quite some time. He's won actually quite a lot of money playing in different terms tournaments, uh, whether it be overseas or here in the U.S. I believe he played in fight ball as well, Tyrone the Manchild Hill, which means he's a uh, quite a um, you know a tough player who plays with, you know, you need a lot of heart to win that tournament. So uh, he certainly exhibits, exhibits that. So uh, again, Dan, I think another matchup, two scrappy teams, and whoever wins that is going to give uh, Bayham's Army a tough matchup in the next round. Undoubtedly, and we'll go on to Bayham's Army a little bit later, but let's go on now to the first games that'll take place on Saturday morning, a little bit of a late start because, like we said, we already did four of these teams uh, through the Big East pod in Milwaukee uh, a couple of weekends ago. Team Arkansas, the number seven seed, is a first-time TBT entrant after three times of trying to get in. They finally did it against the number 10 seeded Tim Thomas players. Uh, Tim Thomas obviously being the former NBA uh, 13 or 14-year vet. He's got a very well-regarded AAU program. There's going to be some roster turnover uh, between the time that we record this and when uh, Tim Thomas actually plays. So we'll just kind of talk generally about this squad. But Tim Thomas was able to get the team in through essentially um, working with the person who won TBT 2017's bracket challenge. She won the mm-hmm. right to pick an at-large team. He was able to negotiate a nice little fee uh, in order to get himself into the tournament and get his AAU squad into the tournament. So like I said, they'll be dealing with a couple of injuries. Um, but let's talk a little bit about this team, Arkansas. And I think we can probably go into more detail about these guys uh, than we can about Tim Thomas at this point. Um, team Arkansas has tried a couple of times unsuccessfully to make it into TBT, uh, largely, I think, due to the lack of fan support. They were able to go out and essentially recruit Keith Kelly to go out and make sure that the marketing was done correctly and that all the right people were being spoken to about trying to get the team in. And they've done a really good job, Jake, of, of pulling together a roster that has some names that will mean something to Arkansas fans. I think this is one of the more underrated teams in TBT. And, you know, they're a seven seed by default. Obviously, there are a lot of teams. This is a very good Northeast region. And, you know, based on previous experience, teams like Iona and Armored Athlete got higher seeds. And they certainly deserve to get higher seeds. But you drive Arkansas in the West or the Midwest, and, you know, that is a, a top four, top five seeded team. I mean, you look up and down that roster, and they are a tough value. Michael Qualls, super bouncy player. 
one of my favorites at Arkansas that I thought, you know, was deserving of being a pretty high draft pick, which she was. Uh, unfortunately, had an ACL injury that cost him his, his rookie year, but bounced back with a really solid year in Israel. I'm looking forward to seeing him play above the rim. You have Moses Kingsley playing at a very high level in Belgium. Uh, two-time SEC Defensive Player of the Year. Will be manning the, the pivot for them at the five and, you know, should be able to, to really, uh, you know, make things difficult for whoever the Tim Thomas front line throws at them. Dusty Hannah's is one of the GA League's best sharpshooters. Ronnie Brewer, seven-year NBA veteran and a lottery pick as well. I could go on for days about this team. Very well put together. Props to, to Nick Mason and Keith Kelly uh, for putting together a, a star-studded roster. Uh, in year one for Team Arkansas. Uh, Tim Thomas, like I said, will be dealing with a few injuries. They do have a couple of names that if they show up are going to be really great additions. I love Cameron Ayers, brother of Ryan Ayers, uh, former Bucknell star. He's made a great career for himself overseas. Uh, he'll be a key, obviously a key component for that team. Um, other guys include Reggie Cameron, Demir Jackson, who went to Rice, Daryl Watkins from Syracuse, and Terrence Roberts from Syracuse. So there's, these guys might be uh, a little extra motivated since they didn't get called uh, in for Beheim's army, but we'll see. Tim Thomas always has access to some really incredible players, and I'm sure that uh, we'll see some additions to this squad, including maybe Chris Smith and others that could lead them to victory in that first round matchup. Uh, t- yes, uh, one. The only thing you have to know about this team, we can go into detail and everything. I think the only thing you have to know about this team is I, I was uh, talking to Tim Thomas. I asked him for a quote for their player page. All he said is, don't try to say hello when it's time to say goodbye. That got me amped up. Tim, I might pick them to win TBT after he told me that. He didn't want to get into detail about who they are, why they're playing in TBT, this and that. All he says, don't try to say hello when it's time to say goodbye. I won't do that. Tim Thomas players, uh, that just got me amped up. I think they're going to make a deep run in TBT based on that alone. Josh, can you tell me what that means? It's like, it's like, I don't know. You just kind of have to feel it. It's one of those quotes you have to feel, Jake, and I feel it. Well, we'll, that put, is, we'll put that on a TBT license T-shirt. That would, <laughs> oh man, that would be a great one. Um, all right, so they'll get matched up in the second day. Uh, the winner of that game, um, likely, although not necessarily 100, percent but against HBC Sicklerville, uh, the two C. This game takes place at 1:20 p.m. They'll play the winner of the 15. I'm sorry, the winner of the 16-17. No. The 15-17. Yeah, they'll play the winner of the 15-17. That's the winner of the Talladega Knights against the 17th-seeded South Jamaica Kings. HBC Sicklerville, uh, even if six of the guys in this roster show up right now, on paper, this could be, Jake, the best roster on paper that we've seen uh, in TBT over the last couple of years. I spoke to Mo Smith uh, a couple of weeks ago about how this team came together. And, you know, I think he was kind of fed up with how things have gone for him in TBT in the past. He's had a couple iterations of teams. There was the under uh, the uh, it was I forget the name of the team. Dan, you'll have to remind me. Untouchables. The Untouchables. I wanted to say the underachievers, the underdogs. There's a lot of a <laughs> lot of you name teams. So Mo decided that this year, if he, they were going to do things, they wanted to do it right. So he really let Kyle Hines and Mike James kind of take the lead on recruiting. Mike James, the first ever player to sign a two way contract, maybe the best guard. I shouldn't say maybe the best guard in all of Europe, playing for Panantheikos uh, in Greece. So, And when I talked to Mo, he said, when you go out and you start recruiting guys and they ask you who you have and you tell them Mike James and Kyle Hines, uh, they're instantly in. You know, So that's what the, the meaning of those two guys, their names, uh, how much weight that they carry. Kyle Hines is, is the best defensive big man uh, in Europe right now, one of the best maybe Europe has ever seen. I mean, he's a three-time EuroLeague best defender. Uh, pretty incredible stuff from him. So, And then you sprinkle in other guys as well, Charles Jenkins with NBA experience. Uh, a couple years with the Warriors. Quincy Miller, uh, a couple years, a first-round draft pick as well. 
And then you have guys playing at a high level overseas. They teamed up with uh, AMR, an agency that had a team in the past that then linked up with uh, the HBC team to kind of put the squad together. He brings his own guys as well. Uh, Romeo Travis, uh, Alex Tyus, who was MVP of the Final Four in Israel this past year with Maccabi Tel Aviv, a star-studded team. The only question is, does that team have too much talent? Are they one of those teams that, uh, you know, is almost too too good for their own good, where guys don't necessarily know the roles and they're kind of playing one-on-one ball the entire game? That's the only way to find out. But they've had issues with guys showing up last year and in years past as well. I don't think that'll be the case. Mo said they've put together a team group chat. They're all been in communication throughout the process, and he feels pretty good about where they are right now. Well, I think looking at what they have right now and considering what I've heard they might be adding, which is Marcus Williams, Devin Sweetney, Josh Boone, and Victor Rudd, uh, this team looks really, really tough, Josh. I I mean, it's, it, you can't find a hole on that team. I think Jake, again, said it perfectly. I mean, the only way you could criticize this team is do they have too much talent? We play a short game in TBT, um, even sh- a little bit shorter now with the Elam ending. So, um, you know, there is only one ball that you can play with. But, I mean, Jake kind of laid out the credentials there. I I mean, Kyle Hines, Dan, like you've told me before, he's like literally like the LeBron James of, of Europe. I mean, he's like a dominant player. He's built like LeBron a little bit. And he, he just, again, uh, you know, a huge kind of star over there. And then you sprinkle in the guys that Jake talked about, whether it be James and, and Jenkins, et cetera, Romeo Travis, who's friends with LeBron. Um I don't know. It's tough to find a hole, except that they might have too much talent. Yeah, I love the fact that they got Kyle's younger brother, Tyler, as the head coach of the team. I I think that's going to make a big difference for them. I think the squad is really, really one to watch. Uh, By way of background, you've got Brian Hurley. That's where the HBC comes from, Hurley Basketball Club. He's been in TBT the last three years. Uh, The team has been put together well, but hasn't advanced to the Super 16. I think that's what they want to see happen. Then you've got the link up between, obviously, uh, Hurley and Aaron Riley. Muhammad Smith and Tony Durant have entered teams each of the last three years. It's really a mashup of um, some people that really seem to know what it takes to put together a squad, just haven't had that on-court success yet. Uh, HBC Sickwithville is definitely a team to watch. And again, they'll play the winner of that 15-17 matchup between the Talladega Knights and the South Jamaica Kings. That game is at 1.20 p.m. Eastern Time on Saturday, the 21st. All right, the 4C plays the 13. That's the next game at 3.10 p.m. This is TBT stalwart. I mean, this team has never failed to succeed in TBT. Armored Athlete, the number four seed against the number 13 seed, DC on point. Armored Athlete, uh, again, I mean, it's amazing to say, but this looks like this is their best roster that they've ever put in. And this is a team that has uh, at least reached the Super 16 in each of the previous three years that they've played. Uh, But on paper, again, one of the most talented rosters that they've certainly had. They fit all the uh, criteria. They, They check all the boxes in terms of TBT experience, size, where these guys are playing. Everything seems to work for this team on paper. Uh, DC on point. This is now their second year entering TBT. They play team FOE very, very close in a first round matchup last year, Josh. Uh, again, a great 4-13 matchup. Great matchup. Uh, I mean, I will get to our predictions, but one of his teams in this matchup is my favorite to get out of the Northeast, um, you know, totally and make it to Baltimore, obviously with Armored Athlete. But, uh, you know, D.C. on point, they have Andrew SpongeBob Washington. He's kind of the main attraction on that team, a legend of the uh, New York street ball game and really uh, has played in tournaments outside of New York as well. But with Armored Athlete, I mean, what they've, they've kind of, they're one of the teams who they've built like a program, like, like Armored Athlete basketball might only compete 
in TBT once a year, but it's more, it's become kind of like a, I don't even know, like a brand, like a, it's like a lifestyle, Dan, Armored Athlete Basketball. Uh, <laughs> Dan Engelstad, he went and got the head coaching job at Mount St. Mary's, which I know we're all very excited for him. Great guy. And they, again, they were able to replace him with two really good coaches and Mark Lieberman and Adam Ross both have coached um, both in college and very high level high school guys who ended up playing D1 and I, I think a couple in the NBA as well. And uh, they just added to the team, whether it be uh, Terrico White, Marcus Thornton, who I know um, is a fringe NBA guy and someone who a lot of people are really high on. Um, you know, they added Stefan Moody from Ole Miss, Hassan Martin, who I know Ram Nation was a little bit interested in maybe adding him to the team. He's a big man who can block shots. He's really strong. He's probably one of the just the overall strongest players we're going to have in TBT this year. And you kind of sprinkle him in with some of the returning players like Jordan Hulls, Gamble, uh, Dudzinski, et cetera. And this is another team kind of like HBC, Dan, where there's not a lot of holes on the roster and the way that they play the game, such as they play a co- they're really kind of just cohesive unit. They play the game the right way. Uh, it's hard not to like them to come out of the Northeast. Jake, you've got DC on point against them, which has a TBT champion in Turin Francis, as well as uh, one of, the, I think, the most intense players in TBT history, which Josh just uh, mentioned, Andrew SpongeBob Washington. Um, that being said, Armored Athlete is a, is a pretty loaded roster. This is probably the best Armored Athlete team that we've seen in TBT. And, you know, they've had incredible success in TBT in the past, an Elite Eight team uh, not too long ago. And, you know, it's, it's almost a, a rebrand for them in terms of the roster. Obviously, there are a couple holdovers in some of the the Indiana guys, as well as Garrett Sim, but, you know, a, a team that, and John Octis as well, was a late ad for them, who uh, I really like, uh, plays some strong minutes for them as the, at the point guard, but it's almost a, uh, an old Miss running Rebels alumni team at this point. You have Stefan Moody, uh, p- was one of the best players in Greece this past year. I believe he won the dunk contest there, uh, as well as Murphy Holloway, another solid guy who can play the block for them. And then you had Tariqo White, the guy who was drafted very high in the NBA, or, yeah, in the NBA, was uh, a top 40 pick. Went to Korea this past year, won a Korean championship. A lot of guys playing at a very high level. It seems that the the uh, formula for Armored Athlete this year is you can never have enough power forwards. And I think they have about six of them. And Dzinski, Gamble, Murphy Holloway, Kevin Jones, who played on the, the USA team and FIBA World Cup qualifiers, Masan Martin, who's with the Celtic Summer League team. Uh, you know, it's an impressive list uh, of guys they have on this team, uh, guys that can complement each other. And can really pick each other up if someone is uh, is in a bit of a scoring drought. Going to be one of TBT's toughest outs. Well, it seems to me like they they know what they're doing when it comes to building this team. And I think one thing that has helped is the success that they've had the last couple of years. Uh, AJ Mahar, the GM, has told me that he's got uh, agents trying to place people on this team, which is really an awesome position for a TBT team to be in. So really a fun team to, to think about uh, on paper. I do not think, however, that they have – uh, a rollover game on DC on point. DC on point is a tough, tough team. Barry Aberdeen always gets these guys motivated. And I think having a guy like uh, Turin Francis that has won a TBT championship on that squad is going to serve them well. Um, I, the intensity that Andrew Washington brings to the court is something that people have to see. And so I'm excited to see this 413. I think that's going to be a very competitive game. Again, that one is at 310 p.m. on Saturday the 21st, live from Brooklyn, New York. The 512 matchup moving on to the next one features the five-seeded Gale Nation and Iona alumni team against the 12-seeded Sideline Cancer. Sideline Cancer is one of only five five-timers. So they've played in TBT each of the five years that we've had a tournament and has done pretty well, uh, frankly, each of the years that they've been in it. Uh, Sideline Cancer obviously plays for the Griffith Family Foundation, which is an organization devoted to pancreatic 
cancer research uh, out of the Altoona, Pennsylvania area. Gale Nation is a two-time TPT entrant now. This is their second year. They only narrowly missed out going to the Super 16 last year due to a double overtime loss to Syracuse, uh, Bayheim's Army last year. Uh, but Gale Nation looks like they've improved their roster this year, Josh. Yeah, they really have. And I know John Kiggins, uh, again, check out the tournament.com if you want to learn more, but he went overseas to recruit players. Uh, you know, the main focus was AJ English, who sat on the bench with them last year. Um, and he, you know, John Kiggins wanted to get him 100% in um, for TBT because he's obviously one of the really best players in Iona uh, history. Uh, I, I'm trying to I know there's some really good accomplishment he had. I can't think of it off the top of my head right now at Iona. But uh, other than him, Sean Armand's a guy who I know that they're very high on. Um, Stephen Burt Jr., the second leading scorer in Iona history behind his father, senior uh, Stephen Burt Sr. Um, Burt has been all over the world playing uh, in some of the top leagues. Then, you know, Lamont Momo Jones, another guy who I know they were really high on. David Lowry, who has NBA experience. Scott Machado, who played with Fancy last year. So, um, Dan, I mean, you said it. They're a really upgraded team. Sideline Cancer is another one of these teams that it's never a roll rollover win, um, even though Gale Nation kind of has the size advantage. But this Gale Nation team, I mean, in theory, if the two higher seeds win and they play Armored Athlete for a chance to go to the Super 16, I mean, that is going to be a clash of two heavyweight titans uh, going at it. And I think everyone in Brooklyn is going to be really excited to watch that matchup. No doubt. Jake, your thoughts on this one? How many 20-point scorers can this Gale Nation team have? You have A.J. English, who, Josh, who was a three-time first-team All-Mid-American, uh, Mid-Atlantic Athletic Conference from 2014 to 2016. Momo Jones is a 20-point scorer when he was there. Uh, David Lowry was always in that range. Sean Armand as well, playing at a very high level in Turkey. Sprinkle in Scott Machado, who I spoke to last night and is very much looking forward to the games, but isn't sure how much he's going to play. He's trying to rest his body after uh, a long season in the G League, then going to Brazil uh, to play for the national team there in their uh, World Cup qualifiers, and now playing in Summer League with the Denver Nuggets. Uh, you might leave the, the scoring prowess to uh, a couple of the other guys on that team, but can tell you what, these guys can really handle the load. A.J. English was you know, not too far away from getting an NBA deal. A year or two ago, we saw what Stephen Burke did and that amazing comeback against Bayheim's Army, uh, which took that game to double overtime. We sprinkle in Gary Forbes as well, a guy with some NBA experience who plays in TBT almost every year. David Lowry, you know, man in the low block, as well as Aaron Roundtree, you know, playing the three for them. A really solid team, but Dan, correct me if I'm wrong, sideline cancer, obviously a five-year team. I'm not sure they've gone any year without winning at least one game. So we'll see if this year is, uh, is any different for them. Yeah, this is a team that Billy Clapper and Charlie Parker are doing a great job of organizing this year. Seeger Bonifant is a name that uh, people don't really know very well, but is truly one of the best shooters in TBT. He's a 6'7", uh, two-guard, maybe a, a three, and uh, really stands out as a, as a terrific shooter. Went to, uh, I think, a Division two school, West Liberty. Uh, but besides that, they've got talent that has played at big-time levels. Uh, Trey Bowman from Iona, I heard, is getting a little bit of cold feet about playing against his alma mater, so we'll see whether or not he actually suits up or not. But nevertheless, you've got a great lineup here for um, sideline cancer. Obviously they had a great cheering section last year led by Kathy Griffith, um, the widow of, um, the man who, after whom the foundation is named, but nevertheless, this is going to be a great matchup. I think, uh, I would not be surprised at all if, uh, we see a 12 upset of five here. Um, if only because, 
uh, sideline cancer always plays well. And there's a lot of guys who like the ball in their hands on Iona. And that's a tough yeah. thing sometimes in TBT. So we'll see what happens. Uh, that being said, I mean, if you're putting together an Iona alumni team, you've got pretty much all the names on here that you need to have uh, in order to make that squad work. So John Kiggins has done an awesome job. But either way, a 5-12 matchup for the ages, I think. Uh, that'll take place at 5 p.m. from Brooklyn. The 650 matchup is going to face is going to see the number one seeded Bayheim's Army against the winner of the 16-17 game, uh, which will take place on Friday night. This is at 6:50 p.m. Bayheim's Army is now in their fourth year in TBT. They had their most successful uh, jaunt through TBT last summer, making the semifinals and narrowly losing to Overseas Elite in the semifinals. Uh, but this Bayheim's Army team, in my opinion, is the best roster that they've put together. I like the fact that they've got nine. Uh, solid players, including Demetrius Nichols, who returns to TBT in 2015. They've also really done a great job of, as as always, as Kevin uh, Belby always does, of bringing together the different eras of uh, Syracuse basketball. So I love the fact that they've got Hakeem Work back on this team, John Gillen as well, Paul Harris. I mean, this is really a fantastic team. Uh, Jake, your thoughts on these guys? Yeah, this is always, you know, a great Bayheim's Army team getting as, as far as they did last year into the Final Four and falling up short. Uh, short. Uh, it seems like Kevin wanted to, to change things up a little bit this year. Obviously, you have some big pieces returning from previous year's teams. Akeem Wark, a Philly guy who, you know, eight-year NBA veteran, is, is making his way overseas now but can still play at a very high level as a former GM of Liberty Ballers who ran into the Bayheim's Army team in 2015, which I believe was Hakeem's last year. He was tough for us. He's that is a man who knows how to draw fouls and get to the foul line and get some easy buckets. So, uh, going to be a tough cover for well as as well as Demetrius Nichols, uh, who just finished playing uh, a solid season in Serbia with Sedevita. It was a really uh, top notch club there. Uh, a good guy to bring back for them as well, who can play the three and play the four, and, and some brand new faces at TBT as well. And Paul Harris and Chris Joseph, Joseph who was drafted by the Celtics a couple of years ago. Very interested to see how these these new pieces fit in together with, with some of the old core, but knowing Kevin and knowing head coach Ryan Blackwell, they're obviously going to get together for seven or 10 days and put together their training camp. So whatever chemistry issues that they might have, I'm sure will be corrected uh, in no time. So, you know, we're going to be one of TBT's best teams. If I had to place their odds on winning a TBT title at in 2018, I would say they are eight to one. Eight to one. That's pretty good odds. Huh. Josh, um, there's a great story about how Demetrius Nichols ended up back on this roster that I know that you're, you're aware of. Uh, Dan, you might be better suited to tell that story. I, I've read it through. Uh, right. I don't know if I can recite well, it. You've got a lot. You've got it. a lot going on, so no doubt. But the awesome story I think is that Demetrius Nichols showed up back to campus at Syracuse a couple of weeks ago uh, for a Bayheim Jim Bayheim led sort of fantasy camp. You know, it was like you could go and you know play in the Carrier Dome and all that stuff. And so Bayheim actually recruited Demetrius Nichols to play for Bayheim's Army this summer. And the guy had no plans to. He's 34 years old, I think, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, he was planning on taking the summer off. Uh, Bayheim said, you should play for Bayheim's Army. Demetrius Nichols says, you got to coach. And now they've got seriously one of the best, I think one of the best you know, outside shooters in TBT playing for them this summer. But Overall, Josh, this is a team that I think checks all the boxes if you're a Syracuse fan and really ought to be um, one of the teams that really has the best fan support on site. Yeah, definitely. And uh, again, I, I I mean, you guys, both Dan and Jake, talked about the additions they made. Um, it seemed like last year the score was close, but Overseas Elite handled them with kind of relative ease. Uh, the zone didn't give them any kind of trouble at all. Um 
defensively overseas elite was locked in. It was a little bit more of a low scoring game, uh, but that's the way overseas elite likes to kind of play. So, um, you know, Kevin Belby told me uh, immediately, I think it was on the flight home or the next day, Eric Devendorf texted um, both Blackwell and Belby and was saying, you know, this is what we need to add to the roster. We need to make X, Y, Z additions. And then, like you said, all of a sudden they have Hakeem Warwick and they have obviously Nichols now on the team. Um, and, uh, Paul Harris as well. So, um, you know, I think Bayheim's army, the, the good thing about them is they kind of realized where they were lacking last year. And they have such a deep roster of guys that can pick up from, they can pick from who played at Syracuse that they're kind of easily able to plug the holes here and there. And I think the way that they're kind of formed right now, they're much kind of tougher task for overseas elite if they get there. Um, because I, th- I think last year they were just missing a piece or two to be able to kind of really have the roster to, to overcome it. And, uh, Again, if they can get there, uh, you know, those 8-1 to one odds, like Jake said, I would certainly take those. So um should be an interesting team to watch. Absolutely. And as I said, one of the most well-supported teams in TBT. So that'll be a fun one to watch. That'll be the 6.50 game live from Brooklyn. Watch ESPN, ESPN3. The last game of the night is – I was just texting John Mugari about this yesterday. The team fancy Saints Alive 8-9 matchup is almost unbelievable to me that this is an 8-9 matchup in a TPT first-round game because I was looking through these rosters, and these teams are just absolutely loaded. I mean, if you were going to build a perfect Siena alumni team, you would have every one of these guys on the roster. And by the same token, if you were kind of building an all-star New York streetball team – um, this is the team that you would build would be team fancy. I mean, Jake, this is really just an awesome eight, nine matchup. It's, it's going to be one of the, the best matchups we have in TBT all year long. The saints alive team is, I know a lot of those guys very well from my, my Liberty ballers days and Ronald Moore, Kenny Hasbrook and Ryan Rossiter, uh, you know, that is, that is three of, of Sienna's best players, you know, maybe ever they could be, you know, one, two, and three, you pick the order. Uh, that's how good they are. You know, thousand point scores, Ronald Moore's last year at Siena. Led the NCAA in assists per game, playing at an incredibly high level in Italy. Just signed a new deal uh, to move teams. He was with Pistoia for three years. Now he's with Varese. Ryan Rossiter has um, basically become a Japanese citizen at this point. He's been with his team <laughs> for so long. And you sprinkle in some other guys as well. Edwin, Edwin Ubeliz, uh played in the NBA for a little bit. He's got some great experience as well. You sprinkle in other guys that have just graduated recently. Marquise Wright is a point guard who graduated last year and is playing uh, over in Europe now, Javion Ogunyemi uh, grew up a, a Siena fan from Troy, New York, which is just outside of uh, where Siena is. He's going to be another big body for them on the low block, as well as Odie Anasiki, who's, who's played in Italy, played in Spain, has been Europe's best rebounder uh, maybe every season of his career. I know he led Europe in rebounding prior to the season uh, all five previous years. So an incredibly tough team, and you, you mix them up with fancy. Another New York team, obviously a different brand of New York basketball, but tough rugged or probably won't be afraid to start some fights you know get things a little chippy uh but they had success last year you know went to the super 16 in their first year in cbt return a lot of those same pieces adding some new new guys as well uh you know they're obviously getting themselves ready with the dykeman league but a very impressive squad you get d'angelo harrison in the fold who comes over from that gale nation team zamal nixon did an excellent job last year uh they're going to be a tough out Josh, one of my favorite guys, I've probably mentioned it before, is Delroy James, and he's on yeah. that team, fancy team. 6'8", lefty, can just really do a lot of stuff on a basketball court. Yeah, I mean, everyone here in New England knows him uh, from his Rhode Island days. And uh, again, 
I think, again, not to keep going back to Seth Greenberg, but when he did his preview about them, he, he said how many guys can do what he can do, whether it be playing point guard, he can play the two, he can play the three, uh, he can play the four, and even the five, I guess, if you need him, if you really want to go uh, small ball. So there's not many guys in TBT who can play positions one to five Elroy Ken, he's kind of a leader on this team. Uh, him and Lamar Odom are the two best players in Rhode Island history, and then Delroy's had quite a good career. I mean, uh, you guys mentioned the caliber of this matchup. I mean, I don't think it would shock anyone at all if these two teams were on opposite sides of the bracket. If this was a TBT championship game, I don't think it would shock anyone. And we're getting this in the first round in the Northeast region. And I think the winner of this matchup, I don't want to say he's going to have the advantage over Bayham's army, but they're going to have some kind of um, it's going to work in some kind of their favor that they just went through the gauntlet yeah. against a really good team the, the night before. And then they kind of have that experience. It's kind of a bonding experience for the winning team coming out of a matchup like that to then play Bayham's army. Um, I, I think it's going to be a real advantage for whoever wins this game. Yeah, definitely. And I don't think we can overlook um, the fact that both of these teams are more or less playing, hopefully in front of a, a good number of their hometown fans as well. So the, the impact that, uh, Syracuse would have their and their fans would have in the second round might be a little lessened uh, because of the fact that both of these squads are also from the New York area. Uh, this is going to be a really great day of basketball from the Northeast Regional. Remember that you can catch the whole thing live on the Watch ESPN app and on ESPN three. Josh, let's go through real quick. Who do you have coming through the Northeast Region? Uh, that that one number one pod, just like the Midwest, is brutal to try to pick. Uh, I'm going to go from bottom to top. I'm going to go with. Um, well, we already have the Golden Eagles. I'm going to go with the Tim Thomas players in uh, beating Sicklerville in a really epic matchup. So I'm going to go uh, Tim Thomas, Golden Eagles, Armored Athlete, and I'm going to go with Fancy as the fourth team out of the Northeast. Well, I can almost guarantee you. In fact, I will guarantee you that you've gotten at least one of those right because the Golden <laughs> Eagles are already there. Jake, what do you think about this this region? Yeah, Josh stole my joke there. That first pod is is tough. You could very easily see any three out of those four teams getting out of there. I'm, I'm going to lean Beheim's army just because of, of what they've done in the past. But I'll tell you what, you know, if St. Salah gets past that matchup with Team Fancy, I know Ronald Moore has his eye on revenge against that Beheim's army team from when uh, Liberty Ballers lost in the Super 16 in Chicago a couple years ago. So that'll be another knock them down, drag out fight to the finish. I will take Beheim's army in a, a slight lean. Ask me again in a week and my thoughts could change, but I'll, I'll lock them in for now. I'm going to take Armored Athlete. Uh, merging over Gale Nation uh, to get to Atlanta. Going to be another tough matchup. You look up and down the board in the Northeast, and these games are just going to be very, very tough. Dang. Obviously, Golden Eagles have already... Is, I mean, the first day is ridiculous. The second day is even more preposterous. If you haven't bought your tickets yet, you need to get them now um, yeah. because the, these matchups are just... It's it, it's just great, great basketball, exciting storylines. Uh, and you sprinkle in the Elam ending. None of these games are going to be blowouts, you know? So it's this is, this is where the Elam ending comes into play and, and where you really see... Uh, coaches and players kind of separating themselves from an IQ standpoint. So obviously the Golden Eagles have taken care of business already, so we can lock them in. And I'm going to go with Sicklerville. I'm, I'm buying the hype with them this year. I think that they put together a solid roster. They seem committed. They seem ready to rock. Uh, it's a lot of, of melding of the minds there, but nonetheless, it's uh, it's a solid team, and I think they're going to handle their business. So we're going to go, you know, one. this is actually chalk. We're, I'm taking chalk here. One, two, three, four down the line for the Northeast. I think you're right. I think the seating committee got this one right. One, two, three, four. That's who I see advancing. Um, but you know, I'm always wrong when it comes to the brackets. So we'll see what happens. Anyways, guys, that'll be the Northeast Regional that takes place again September. September. 
Dex takes place July 20th, 21st, and 22nd, live from Brooklyn, New York at LIU Brooklyn. If you haven't gotten your tickets, you should get them now because those Syracuse fans show up in droves. That, those games will be live on the Watch ESPN app and on ESPN3. Thank you all for listening in and for listening to us talk about these teams. Fans, if you haven't had a chance already, make sure that you sign up on the tournament.com and sign up as a fan. Remember that you can do that right up until the semifinals this year, and you could take home your share of $200,000 when your team wins TBT. Josh and Jake, thanks again. We'll be back, hopefully with a preview of the Super 16, which will take place from Atlanta, but we'll talk about that when we get there. Thanks again, guys, and we'll talk soon.